0: Fashion Lab Africa, real conversations, real fashion. Salam Fabsters, and welcome back to the Fashion Lab. This is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. My name is Liz Ogumbo-Regis, your host. And thank you for tuning in once again. Now, um, before getting into deep, I just want to, again, send positive vibrations to you all out there. I feel like we're literally living in a Netflix series that I didn't want to really cast in, and suddenly they just put me in. And I wasn't really happy with my role and I wasn't happy with the whole storyline, but there I was just trying to work, you know. I'm sending you guys positive vibrations, um, but I want to send you guys love and light, um, especially to America, especially to Black America. Um, Nobody has to go through this. I think that humanity is our human right. And when we have to sit down and watch what's going on, it causes so much pain. But this too shall pass. Keep your heads up. We're sending you love and light in abundance from this beautiful continent of Africa and I guess on behalf of everybody else who cares. Now on today's show I would like to open up the conversation around reinvention. Um, When you think about reinvention within the creative industry we've got a special guest who is doing just that especially during this time of lockdown who will be joining us shortly. Now the creative industry is an interesting, has obviously become even more interesting as a strategic sector, which boosts competitiveness. You think about productivity, think about um, employment, think about sustainable economic growth. Um, And more than ever, this industry has actually become a channel used frequently to promote social integration, uh, social values, cultural promotion, and is also definitely a great source of information as well as knowledge. Now, I would like to appreciate and congratulate that sort of flow, that trans artistic creative the solopreneurs out there who are literally doing all the work because their business literally rests on their shoulders and obviously to start you have to start and from the ground up so from a personal experience as a multidisciplinary creative entrepreneur i have also been called the jane of all trades because many may not understand how i juggle through multiple industries and still make it work and i know it's not easy but there's nothing wrong with that you can actually If you can, you do it. If you can serve all your skills in the best format, do it, go for it. Now, one of the great things about being in the creative industries is the ability to actually adapt. To adapt and then acquire results through each unique circumstance. Now, personally, my originality in this case is derived from my desire to create, to produce content flexibly, and then to share it widely through a whole different variation of variety um, of creative and cultural industries. As most business owners inevitably wear multiple hats and fill different roles within their businesses one at a time. And it's not rocket science. I actually have a feeling that there's a lot of you out there who wear different hats as well. The only difference is that some choose to advance within those different industries, while others just decide, you know what? I was just making coffee just on that day. Or I was just doing the website. It was just a quick thing. Now, if you can do it, do it. If you're tuning in for the first time, stay tuned to catch up with our Wine Style Guide where we touch base about everything stylish, fashion, and wine, which go hand in hand. Of course, my favorite uh, the segment at the end of the show is also called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. Keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter, and we're on Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook and Instagram. We definitely want to hear from you. Now, today's guest is that simple happy girl from the Igbo tribe of eastern part of Nigeria based in Johannesburg here her name is Amaka Chira she's an internationally acclaimed fashion model head caterer for the Nigerian series of The Voice season one and two and recently launched an organic skincare brand so first of all congratulations on all of your achievements Amaka welcome to the show and thank you for joining us once again thank you for having me
1: uh-huh who are you wearing and who made your clothes <laughs> no one's exempted uh-huh. that i'm wearing irene mavako um she's a, a local designer from south africa
0: but thank you so much and congratulations amaka on everything that you're doing um i wish you all the Thanks. best with all of that um we are also now joined on the show by uh, our glamish contributor teresa su who is also founder of ever beauty SA. welcome to the show teresa hi thank you
2: Happy spring! Thank
0: you. <laughs> who are you wearing,
2: and who made your clothes? You look very girly today. What is it? So today I'm wearing floral. I can't really show you, but I'll do a little tour. um Forever New floral, a puffy so, sort of a Audrey Hepburn kind of skirt, and um, Zara.
0: Well, Angela, thank you so much for joining us too on the show. Angela is also partner of the Ever Beauty SA brand, and uh, they're here to talk as well a bit. Uh, it's obviously Glamish, and Glamish is everything beauty, as you guys would know. Welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us. Who are you wearing, and who made your clothes today? so today i am wearing an Ever Beauty
3: beanie which is our little winter warmer kit there's a, a ca- um, caramel. it's like a beautiful floral dress so i also did a little twirl just now and then this little jacket here is from taiwan uh from my mom as a gift so i actually don't really know the brand
0: <laughs> um teresa has spoken about her a bit and i'm like wow she sounds like a cool one of the cool moms <laughs> so i'm wearing uh denim trench coat from my denimania collection uh, I'm wearing camouflage pants I'm wearing interestingly denim-ish uh, boots cowboy boots and I'm just feeling trendy and cool keeping it cool keeping it warm you know how we go <laughs> around well thank you for joining us guys um, now according to an article I came across on email, Um, I just want you guys to allow me to share this interesting, um, description. Now they say, and this is why most business owners live with disorganization, discontent and dissatisfaction because of the work of the business, how it is confused and unstructured. And the company president or the CEO is the VP of marketing is the receptionist and all of the above. Moreover that does the business need a VP of marketing or simply a sales rep. You don't even know. How can they manage others while trying to run the business? How can they even manage themselves? They find themselves working on 10 different things at a time. The results are inconsistent. They often overlook important things. They rarely accomplish all of their priorities. Perhaps worst of all, they end up working way too hard simply to get through the day and not able to actually move the business forward while i read through this and while i was actually reading through it i fell and i was rolling over because i was like this sound <laughs> sounds like someone put a little camcorder in my little corner in my studio and decided let's just see how this woman operates on her solopreneurship or on her i wear many hats or her multidisciplinary, or trans artistic or whatever you want to call it now i want to start with you Amaka, because this is definitely the conversation that we're having and I want to just hear your story through but does this sound familiar to you or do you have any comment on this before we (laughs) start this conversation
1: yeah it It does sound familiar to me because I feel like they're talking to me actually (laughs) because most of the time um when I start my businesses I do it alone like I'm doing right now I'm I'm running everything myself I take the orders myself I I, but the social media marketing, I actually hired someone because I, I can't do that. I'm not so good at that, so I hire someone to do that, but I, I take the orders, I do the delivery, I make the products. But it's not going to be like this. It's not going to be like this for, for too long. I mean, as the as the business expands, I'm going to definitely hire people. You know, really, so it's, it's really is. interesting, but I think that there's
0: humor in these things. I mean, like yesterday I had a headache. I went to bed with my head banging because I was like, this is just ridiculous. Every day I say this is ridiculous, but I get back up in the morning and I'm grateful and I start and I get on fire and we move. So we move in the best way we know how, in the way that we can. I'm um, Teresa, um, <laughs> Teresa and Angela, <laughs> I'm just laughing, but I know that obviously people have to start from somewhere. And that's why I said it's funny. And it's scary if you have to be stuck in this for maybe over a certain period of time. I don't know what the experts would consider your time frame where they're like, listen, if you're still on that solo entrepreneurship uh, sort of flow within X amount of years, then you should go home. What do you guys uh, feel? Does it sound familiar at all? Has it ever sounded familiar? Maybe at a stage, would you relate to that statement I just read out?
2: With regards to that um, phrase that you just shared, I felt like it took more of a a negative sort of stance to entrepreneurship or solopreneurship, if that's correct. Um, I believe that there's also, you know, we all need to start somewhere and we all need to have that experience in order to elevate without knowing um, what's happening at the bottom. We never know how to manage it from the top. So um, I do feel like there are times where we start hitting walls and we're thinking, when do we progress, but we continue to push. We work extra hours. We do things that um, other people won't necessarily do for you because it's not their brand. And because we're so passionate about what we do, we put in the extra energy, effort and creativity in order to make sure that we succeed and you know reach the destination that we are aiming towards so so yes but there are times and I'm, I'm quite blessed to have angela next to me to help me when when i when i start feeling you know what i need a bit of a balance i need a bit of a time out um and yeah and we learn
3: i think like it's really yeah i'm very lucky to have my sister with me because we honestly also literally juggle a lot of things when i listen to you speak i started laughing because I think all of us are probably wearing so many different hats. You don't only just like, Teresa's a mom, she cooks, she exercises, she's a mompreneur. I'm a yogi doing these, you know, technological things. And you know, Amaka, you mentioned about doing design. We also, I do the design currently for Ever Beauty. So it's really crazy, but I guess like, uh, when you do everything from the groundwork, you really truly understand how everything works then as you grow, you'll be able to say like, you can't tell me that I don't know what I'm doing and talking about, because I know it, because I was there. So it's like, you started from the bottom, now
0: we (laughs) yeah, True, true. I like that. And that's why I said it was really a nice um, way to start the show. I don't personally take anything personal um, when it comes to this statement. Like I said, I've been called the Jane of all trades, I've been called whatever, but at least I know in my heart and in my work and in my output, what I'm able to actually accomplish and what I do. So I'm not, there's no question, no one can tell me that. No one can take away that. So I don't really take offense. I actually think it's funny and we can unpack it here. And this is why we have these conversations on Fashion Lab. So we can just unpack um, these conversations and these notions and you know, whatever you want to do, however you feel about it, whatever you want to do guys, when you're listening, you can take that information and do what you want to do with it but at least we get to share it and to actually unpack it now coming back to you Mac, and let's talk about what brought you to south africa
1: um i actually came here as a model um so i actually did a competition in nigeria and i wasn't even top 10. <laughs> i didn't even make it to the top 10. but then the the lady came here and she sort of uh showed the producers my picture and they were like oh my god she's gonna work bring her and this, um, they don't—they didn't really believe I could be a model. Cause I mean, back then in Nigeria, you have to be really dark-skinned with certain kinds of features, which I don't have, you know. And then when I came here, it's so funny—I just started working like back to back. I did all the fashion weeks you can think of, from SA Fashion Week to AFI to Cape Town, you know. I got—I got—I got bookings like from back to back, you know. So it, it's just weird. Like I came here to be a model. But I've transitioned from there, you know. I'm still a model. I think I'll always be a model, you know. But yeah, I came here to be a model, but I'm doing other things now. You know there's a once you're a model, you die a model. What are some of your highlights in the modeling um
0: industry? while
1: you've been here Uh, i think for me the african fashion week where we had uh designers from all over the world like literally from all over africa all over the world and i got to work with like some really cool designers and all that and then um another highlight for me as well was actually an advertorial it was an advert for sheraton hotel worldwide you know i got to be like an ambassador for them and it's 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 just amazing like I, i got to work with amazing people And now
0: I'm inquisitive and eager to
1: learn um, and sort of um, expand my
0: understanding on what it is about moving and sort of transitioning through these different careers. Now the global outbreak of the COVID-19 is definitely having a major impact on trade, on travel, communication, generally and globally, you know. So like in many other sectors, companies trading in natural ingredients for cosmetics may face some challenges you mentioned that you source your raw products from Nigeria for this brand new um, organic skincare range. Can we talk about this a bit? And obviously, like I said, the fact that this is happening right now, I'm interested and I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners are as well, of sort of where you're going in the journey of uh, the beauty uh, care range and um, sort of what inspired it and why you think
1: will fly my raw materials i do get from nigeria especially the the sheer butter because i found out that the the shea butter here is quite different like i don't know maybe people don't know what the shea butter really looks like but i mean i grew up uh, with shea butter so i know what the organic shea butter is i mean i tried to hire uh, to order from here and i had to keep sending them back because i just didn't understand it and uh, usually when i travel i get a lot you know, but because of the COVID, because of the lockdown, um, I ran out of it. So I had to order from Nigeria, and I had to find a way to ship it all the way here. You know, and then every other thing, your coconut oils and your olive oils and the essential oils, I, I had to source from here. You know, so just the just the sheer butter, I had to source from Nigeria because I trust I trust the product. I use I actually used DHL. It was quite extremely expensive, but I had to do that for the quality of, the pro- of my products, I, I had to do that. Did you start this process during the lockdown or is it something that you had sort well, of envisioned
0: for a while and only started recently?
1: Well, um, it's something I've always done. Like I've used my own products for over like five years now. I've been making my own skincare products from simple things in my kitchen. And yeah, I haven't bought like commercially produced um, cosmetics from the market in over five years. You know, and I've had a few people that I, I also do it for because everybody keeps asking me, what do you use for your skin? And, and I tell them, like, I make my own products and most people don't believe me until i make something for them and be like wow you know so i've it's a dream i've always had you know i'm very peculiar with skincare because i have like extremely sensitive skin so i don't i'm very careful with what i put on my skin you know and growing up also we used natural stuff we used your black soaps and shea butter like i said you know so i never really grew up using nivea and using you understand what i mean like i grew up using natural stuff so it's a dream i've always had and during the lockdown, it just gave me like a push to just try and put it out there. Teresa, in the past, you've mentioned that you also source your products locally
0: and globally. Have you been able to make up for whatever you didn't have access to globally through your local source? Or is everything feeling like it's getting back where you can actually continue to get a balance based on your products and based on the source of your products?
2: Um, yes, we, we, everything is getting back in terms of um, international trade. Um, our stock is coming in. It was a bit delayed, um, but um, they're slowly getting back on track. And then we're also focusing a lot on local, local collaborations and um, local sort of manufacturing because it is more closer, and uh, obviously we want to support local. So one of the most
0: notable trends um, is the rise of the do-it-yourself, the DIY beauty care. And you see like many beauty salons closed and even the whole reopening of okay, come back is like not so easy for many. And um, consumers, I think, just decided to start forging services because of concerns about, you know, physical contact because the industry is also so, you know, when you think about your treatments and stuff, it's really so close that you really have to take that chance. Now, in addition, you also have many consumers who sort of likely face economic difficulties after the COVID-19 crisis some people have lost jobs some people are barely surviving some people are literally living on their savings so I have to admit first of all that I'm in that category where I also tried a few DIYs Um, some stayed with me some had to go because they were just so bad I can't tell you guys right now you will both shoot me you will three of you will shoot me so I can't tell you (laughs) but those bad ones had to go through out of the window now a big example is I get this 45 gram tin of Enzymion, which is a lash face moisturizer because i also prefer to use natural products and i purchased that for about forty dollars multiplied by two for my husband too then i use it for about two to three weeks that was before the lockdown generally and then i replaced it during the lockdown remember the beauty industry wasn't considered essential so i replaced that with my simple homemade coconut oil based face moisturizer which has saved me about $60 every two weeks, which adds up and actually makes a difference. So now my curiosity, and I think I'll start with you, Amaka, is it's a great time and a great opportunity to attract a new consumer base, like this DIY consumer base who's now scared of everything, by sort of showing them how to DIY better because you you would know how. Like you said, you've been making products for other people as well. Have you thought of that? And if you have, are you looking to expand or is there ways ways that you're looking to expand and sort of attract that consumer base?
1: Well, um, I also started with di- DIYs, like so, sometimes like I, I do look on Pinterest and I get inspiration and I try two or three things together. But I think for me, um, especially with uh, water-based products, like your, your face masks and your scrubs and all of that, I think there's going to be a big market for that. because. I, my products are mostly uh, non, I'm not I'm not about preservatives, putting preservatives inside my products. But for water-based products, you actually need preservatives, which I don't think I'm gonna ever do. So um, for me, I'm going to like, in the future, I'm going to get into that, teaching people how to, use, how to make face masks from things in their kitchen. And in the future, like I said, I'm going to definitely expand on that. I think it's a huge market. You know, there's a whole lot of people that wanna learn how to do these things, but they don't know where to start. And then, um, I, I also think a lot of people are lazy. People don't want to actually do these things. Because I've had a couple of people that I would, I would be like, put this and that together. And they'll be like, I don't have time. Just do it for me. I'll come pick it up. you know. <laughs> so there are people, there, there are times when I'll, I'll have to do it for people daily. I don't mind doing it daily, mixing something for people daily. And they can come pick it up if that's what works for them. But definitely with time, I'm going to expand on how to actually make that work. you know? Because I think, yeah, that's a huge market as well. Yeah.
0: Now, Teresa, I'm curious also, from a reinvention perspective and also from the fact that, like I said, there's a new consumer base who's um, still caught up in the whole, even though the beauty um, industry was opened up, there's still the conservatives, there's still the ones who are like, listen, I want to change my face regime, or I want to change this, or I want to change that. How How are you, how have you guys engaged or sort of set the pace or sort of attracted a new customer base to maybe sort of give them that sense of... Um, trust what ways are you
2: sort of tapping into this new consumer base um you know obviously with um the the covert we have to be mindful of people's choices and what they're doing and obviously on people's safety as well um so um we, we chose to do an online event um, where we try to bring that touch and feel through a virtual experience and um yeah, those are the ways, and I think it was quite a success.
3: Um, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna take over um, from Theresa mm-hmm. and just talk about the masterclass that happened. Initially, it was actually you know Theresa and I were talking. We went like an amazing masterclass with fifty people in person. But then because of the whole Corona pandemic, people are very worried you know, like, you know, you wanna be a responsible person. Yes, you do the temperature testings, but you don't really know where everyone comes from. And then next moment you come and then what if someone gets some, you know, gets COVID, that's not really, you know, so instead we decided to have an online platform. We sold our tickets on Quicket and we had quite a few people come through and it's something very new because now Zoom, you know, now we're having like this conversation, it's technology, it's where we're moving towards and um, it might seem like a little production like something very easy you just talk and then that's about it but actually it takes time to set up and i'm very proud to say it was quite successful people were very engaging um the people that were shy they just commented and said you know ask rhino specific questions yes. on eyebrows eyes and everything very interactive very engaging and for those ones that aren't as you know shy they would unmute themselves and say oh i have a question regarding this you know my pores or foundation up application or whatever it was and it was very like engaging very fun um and just to touch on like for example magnetic lashes again those are one of our best sellers some people are very scared to go and do individual lashes just like what you said because it's a very close proximity Mm -hmm. to your eyes some people don't care they'll just continue doing it but others they want to be at home doing their own nails now they're getting their own own nail kit and now they're doing their own lashes and yeah, so that's what we're doing at the moment in time. And I'm very, very happy that it did well. <laughs>
2: and, and we're also just engaging with them via WhatsApp, you know, giving them one-on-one personal attention that they would normally get in a one-on-one face-to-face environment. Yes. But it's all done virtually over the phone or over, you know, Zoom.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations on that. That was an amazing event. And it's amazing how, you know, sometimes people think, oh, it's going to be on Zoom. What's the difference? And then you guys still find a way to create a spark out of it. So, um, I wanna move into the realities of working from home, physical distancing, mask wearing. It's obviously become, uh, according to our latest McKinsey report, it has actually become less important to wear makeup and fragrance. I don't know who they are, but you know, it's not me. <laughs> fragrance no. is still important. Lipstick is still important. Now, um, they say, according to this report around COVID-19 and how it's changing the world of beauty, that during this time, uh prestige beauty brands have actually um declined in sales for about 55 and 75 percent decline in cosmetic and fragrance purchasing and that is compared to a year ago and i don't know why people don't want to smell good but then in china alibaba also reports um cosmetic sales have actually increased 150 percent month over month during the week from february 18th and guys remember that china got hit before us so this was basically sort of during and i'm sure i'm not sure what's happening right now and also by contrast skincare hair care and bath and body products appear to also be benefiting from self-care and pampering trends we know that self-care has become such a big hashtag i'm like god can someone stop talking about self-care again but out of that self-care comes also obviously the products it's not just face it goes more towards body and bath and other things Amaka, considering the fact that you've had an opportunity to create this brand new natural cosmetic um, brand or organic brand during the pandemic, how what are some of the products you focused on releasing into the market in consideration with this new norm? Because now it's not business as usual. The difference between you and I'm assuming Ever Beauty, for example, or any other brand who already had set up their strategy for this year or maybe had already produce their products for the year is they've already produced. Now it's about pushing what they've produced, whether people want it or not. Whereas with you, you have an upper edge because of the fact that you're creating during a time where you can actually specifically just create on what people are focused on. How is that working for you?
1: Um, it, with, with the coronavirus, you know, a lot of people are scared and a lot of people are beginning to focus on health. You know people are worried about what they put into their bodies and on their bodies you know so i feel like this is like the greatest opportunity for me to actually put it out there and also because my things are, are organic a lot of people are actually open to it like a lot of people asking me what do you put in there and i tell them exactly what i put in there and they're happy with it because a lot of times you find that the the, the cosmetics out there when you read the ingredients you don't even understand some of those things written on at the back of the of, of the product you know but with with me i'll tell you ex- 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 specifically what i put in there shea, it's just simple products it's not complicated you know it's just shea butter it's um, um essential oils and it, then it's your carrier oils oils that you know oils that you use in your house you know so a lot of people are actually very comfortable uh buying organic stuff because ex- at least they know exactly what they're buying i have a, a body butter it's for your whole body and then I have uh, like about three serums, one for acne-prone skin and one for uh, just a, a glowing skin and the other one for a youthful skin, you know. So it's just basically serums and a uh, body butter for now. But with time, I'm going to come up with more products. But for now, it's just the body butter for your whole body and then the serums for your face.
0: Teresa, I'm curious, what is you guys' balance when it comes to your consumers' demand? Do you find that you're selling more eye-related products or more fragrances or more based on, you know? Based on the trends
2: currently I, I do believe that you know there's a lot of diy people are more open i mean i've, I've looked at um, um now people that never used to try makeup and have actually taken the you know the opportunity and joined us at the zoom, zoom event you know two people that i know personally that don't wear makeup that only just have a mascara and a lip gloss have said well you know what i'd like to utilize my weekend to learn more and they're more open to it so definitely it's an opportunity for people to try things more at home. And those who weren't interested in the makeup side of things are more interested now. And I think also, if you look at the baking industry, if you look at you know, like making cupcakes and muffins, people are, those things were selling out in the beginning of lockdown. And people are also definitely trying more DIY stuff um, what we are doing is taking existing products. In the, in the past conversation that we had with you, you were talking about you don't want to produce anymore, but you want to recycle or upcycle what you have and create uh, a, a new addition to your previous addition. And that is what we're doing: we're creating boxes, we're creating packs that are targeting towards our customers' needs and basically giving them the opportunity and tools via social media and um, chats to um, empower them. Um, with the skills to utilize the products.
3: So I wanted to add on to Teresa exactly what she says, I mean like I'm wearing today this winter warmer kit even though it's spring it's a bit cold today <laughs> so I'm wearing this beanie and it's part of our winter warmer kit with actually you know a mask so because now masks has almost become not the not the three ply one with the blue um, medical one but the shiny ones or the sequence ones or the pattern ones it's almost become a fashion so you know instead of having so many dresses you you start collecting different types of masks and you're like, okay, today like, okay, today. I'm going to wear rose gold or Mm -hmm. black or sequins or whatever it is that you have you know it becomes a statement and what I've realized is definitely during lockdown people are more open to trying you know doing makeup at home just because you had time for lockdown specifically and um yeah and collaborating with other people and coming up with brands
2: and joining and um, you know collaborating with brands and products that we don't normally sell but we know that is what our customers want
0: I admire the promotions. I see and promotion is a key word um, in this conversation, but not just in this conversation alone. I think in all of our businesses more than ever today. Now, promotions obviously help us move our products and services ahead. You know, we get to also capture promotion oriented consumers, which is that block of consumers we're talking about who will not put their money down unless you entice them. And I see you guys are doing a great job on that. Now, while Amaka, you are just introducing a brand to a product or, you know, a brand new product to the market. Many retailers and brands are actually big on promotions as you would have seen by now. Uh, To sort of bring in consumers and mostly to even clear inventory when you're just introducing yours. It seems unreasonable for me to actually ask you about promotions um, for you who's only starting out now. But given the circumstances of this new world, do you have a promotion strategy or are you just winging it?
1: Um... For me, the, the I use myself to promote my products because a lot of people already know me. Yeah, associate me with with natural stuff. Cause. Um, for me, the, the I use myself to promote my products because a lot of people already know me. They yeah, associate me with with natural stuff because I do food, um, natural food stuff as well. So a lot of people, are, I think, a lot of people are following my brand, me as a brand. So I'm using myself to promote the products. And also social media platforms, your Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For now, that's what I'm doing. And just talking about it, like word of mouth, telling people about it. I also have them in the, in the mall, so a lot of people also like know about it from the mall as well. So for now, I'm promoting my products with myself, my, me as a brand, as a model. So, uh, Amaka, I had a look at your, um,
2: your Insta um, on the, the, the Maka skin range and I wanted to find out more about pricing and, you know, um, what, is, what is the pricing behind it? Is it, is it more of affordable range? Because I didn't see that information and um, how are people able to purchase um, online? Is it directly just through you or is there like a, um,
1: a, a, a telephone number or something? And for now i have a whatsapp number where people can order a whatsapp number and through dm and for now that's what i have but i'm working on a website so when the website comes out a lot of people can be able to access the products
0: consumer behavior has really shifted a lot during this um, lockdown and this crisis as well so it means that whoever lands on wherever they find your product first amaka you want to make sure you block them in meaning even if they should come back, they have a reason to come back like Teresa was saying, it's just based on the fact that maybe it's within their range or maybe it's within what they're looking for from a product perspective. I think it's very cool that you guys are in the same industry. Even if the product might be different, the the industry, the people who want it are the same same people. They need to put something on their face, they need to put on lipstick, they need to put on a serum, Mm. they need to do all of that stuff. So I really think that it's really cool and obviously for those who are tuned in again, we're going to continue this conversation on the socials Um, Amaka, you have transitioned from fashion model, which you still are, to food as well, which we didn't even touch on, to the beauty um, cosmetic world uh, from an organic perspective. And I think that it's really a great journey. And anyone who wants to call you Jane of... Tell them to come to me, I'm going oh, to deal please. with them, okay? Just send them to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like ah! I said, while you're busy trying to get some of the coffee, trying to put the p- packaging, try, we all do these things. And there's no shame in our game because you know what? When you're hustling, when you're grinding, when you're building, th- that's such a beautiful um, process, a beautiful stage. It's painful, it's got its highs and lows, but nothing as good as building from the ground up, like Angela mentioned at the beginning. It's just yeah. so good. It's such a sense of, there's a sense of pride with it. And there's a sense of ownership and there's a sense of, um, development. We are actually development catalysts in this world, whether we know it or not. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep flying. Um, I know that you want to eat your food, anything that you want to serve us on a food perspective, guys, she's a foodie as
1: well. And she's a chef Well, yeah. for, for food. Remember I do, um, Nigerian food specifically nigerian food and i feel like a lot of people actually don't know nigerian food so that's where i'm coming in from introducing our food our food is amazing i'm sure i'm sure um, um a lot of people know that but they haven't really tried because of the way people present it. so i'm also coming from the angle <laughs> i'm also coming from the angle because I'm, I'm serious like sometimes when you see the way nigerian food is presented you'll be like what the hell is this is this food you know, yeah. so so that's why I'm also coming from that angle. You know, I've designed my food so beautifully. People are like, what is this? I want to taste it and all that. So that's the angle I'm also coming in from as well. I'm just, I'm not just making food. I'm I actually designed the food in a way that you would want to eat it. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, as we come from the food, the food goes nice and hand in hand with wine and with style. And we're rolling over to... It's time for your wine style guide. Brought to you by Liz O'Gola Wines. Ding, (laughs) ding. So we're going to start with... (laughs) We're going to start with the girls, the sisters. We're going to start with you, Teresa. What is your wine style guide today?
2: So I was hoping that the weather would be a little bit more warmer, but um, I'll prepare this for another warmer day with the spring. Um, A beautiful Sauvignon Blanc with... um, what is the scallops I, I, I've been craving that scallops scallops with a bit of like um um shallots on top and um a little bit of white wine and garlic simple seared to perfection just a few seconds
0: <laughs> that is an elaborate wine style guide Jeez, <laughs> but okay thank you thank you very much Teresa <laughs> Angela what is your wine style guide today mine's a bit different today
3: because it's spring but it's not super warm i'm feeling a bit cold with my winter beanie i'm thinking more like a red wine so i quite like chocolate uh, the chocolate block and then i'll pair it with a chocolate because i love eating chocolate and i'll just sip my wine eat a bit of chocolate sip my wine and if i had a fireplace like teresa's i'll put the fireplace with a decanter thing and everything and
0: swirl it and
1: with my chocolate and that's it, and I feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that, Amaka. What is your wine style guide today? I actually used to drink wine, and when I used to drink, I I really really loved the, uh, red wine. For me, red wine was everything. I could eat, I could eat with red wine. I don't meat, chicken, whatever, you know. And on a very like really summery days, I like to have my red wine as well, and yeah, with friends and just have fun. You know, uh, Amaka, yeah. I actually agree with you, like I'm a red wine head, but my wine style guide today is,
0: guys, I want to share, for those red wine lovers up there, there's nothing as important as decanting your red wine, especially when it's more aged, um, because we've been drinking, I've been drinking a lot, I'm sure the whole world has been drinking, in fact consumption <laughs> of alcohol generally has increased to a whole nother level. Um, and I think that what happens is wine is there to be enjoyed. So for you to really enjoy it, I've seen Teresa pop my bottle and actually use a an aerator pourer, which is also an alternative. But what happens is it actually deoxygenates the wine. So it's really important to deoxygenate that wine so you can get the best out of what the wine has for you. If you don't have an narrator pourer, maybe ask Teresa. She might gift you. She likes gifting, by the way. If you don't ask her. <laughs> Your other alternative is to just buy a decanter. The only thing is you have to wait and you know, sometimes you're waiting and you're thirsty and you want to start <laughs> Drinking it but guys decant your wine so that you can get uh, the best uh, out of it um, And now guys we're going to be rolling over to our last segment of the show Which is my favorite segment and here we go Ooh, Would you? want to dress <laughs> uh-huh. Who would you wanna dress? Today we are going to start with let's go with our guest. The guests shall be first today. So Amaka, who would you wanna dress and why?
1: Um I would like to dress you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> you because I feel like um I feel like there's another side of you that you haven't really shown. There's a there's a kind of outfit there's a kind of there are kinds of outfit that i don't see you wear that i feel like that would look amazing on you so you i would l- love to dress you one day yeah, yeah classic uh stroke boyish kind of looks i don't i because i think you're very girly yes i am because i look at my frame with your body i think you're gonna carry so well um teresa who would you want to yeah. dress and why today So
2: today I'd like to dress Bika Stefano, um, you know, he used to, I looked at his older pictures and he was very over the top, colourful, and nowadays he's, he's turned it down into the fitness sort of thing, so I'd like to bring back that colour into um, his wardrobe, Um, not that he doesn't have it, but more, more so that in sort of fitness, colourful fitness gear. Very cool, Um, Angela,
0: who would you want to dress? I'm actually
3: thinking,
0: uh, who would I want to dress? And I was just like... I think i would
3: like to dress my mother to be honest <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes I, i'm telling you she has beautiful dresses and things but she'll just wear her most comfortable jeans and i know this is being naughty but like do you think i shouldn't talk about it? but her jeans are the most comfortable but it's too long for her so it's literally dragging on the floor I, I, like she's trying <laughs> to like, like look like the it's, but she's got this look going i don't know like almost uh bohemian chic i think she's trying to do but i think i'd like why are you laughing at me like that it's talking about mom i love love mommy but like when she dresses up beautifully like she wanted to she used to always dress up but like now i think she's too comfortable so
0: every now and then i would like to dress up my mom oh wow you guys (laughs) you're hilarious talking about your mom but it's too cute guys today i want to dress melania trump Um, the first thing I have to say is, I think she's got a beautiful body And I think she really carries herself Physically, she looks really good And so I want to dress her on the day that they have to leave the White House Somebody please choose to dress Trump for the next one And the the tie as well That tie? Anyway guys, this is our Who Would You Want to Dress If you're tuned in guys, I'm hoping that you have got something Out of this conversation today, we've been speaking to Amaka Chira around reinvention, around trans-artistic, we've spoken about solopreneurship because at the end of the day what happens with these transitions is that you find yourself doing quite a lot in them and you really get your hands in them. There's no way you can just jump from one thing to the other to the other and handle them all without your fit in. Really, I don't know how people, I don't know if they, and if it is, then I don't know you share with us.
1: We're interested in those new stories as well. Uh, just keep soaring, do whatever you want to do. This is a time for us to achieve our dreams. Go for it. Don't look back. You know, don't let anything hold you back. Don't let lockdown hold you back. Maka, I would like
2: to say you are amazing. And I am absolutely inspired that during this time that you're able to innovate and create. And I think it also gives others um, and inspires others to also think out of the box and say, if I can too, because I'm also thinking now, wow, if my is doing this right now, I should be looking at ways to innovate as well.
3: Um, From my side, I think I always like to talk about this, but everything is on the other side of fear. And if you have passion, which I clearly see that you have, because you've been making your products from forever, and now you're going to be sharing that with others. And I think it's amazing, it's beautiful, and it's
0: organic and it's wonderful. (laughs) Amaka, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you all the best in this uh, journey that you're headed to. I'm waiting on my food and I'm definitely looking forward to (laughs) testing out your product as well because it's really good to get that organic um, into our skin. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Teresa and Angela, thank you so much for joining us as well and spicing us up with that glamish energy. Um, I think that it's really cool. What you guys are doing is amazing and we continue to also touch base and touch your minds as we speak around beauty where we are today where we're headed tomorrow and sort of how we want it to look uh, for those of you who are tuned in you know where to find us we are on fashionlabafrica.com uh, if you're only catching this now obviously you're not too late because you can just push rewind we're no longer live anymore everything is just drag it back <laughs> and listen to it whenever you want to <laughs> listen to it uh, this is a podcast that is also out on youtube um, but you can find us on fashionlabafrica.com we are podcast. we are podcast, and obviously for Fashion TV, you can also find us and Fashion Radio on fashionlabafrica.com. If you have conversations that you think are so pressing that we haven't really touched on, email us at info at fashionlabafrica.com. Follow us on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter, Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook. We definitely want to hear from you. Thank you, guys. This is the Fashion Lab. We dissect the business behind fashion, and we are sorry, but this is the time that we have to live. Toodles, until <laughs> next week. Be safe. Bye. 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 Fashion Lab Africa. Real conversations, real, real fashion. fashion.